You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks for listening. Billy Embody here with Sonny Ship to preview LSU's first road trip of this all-SEC schedule, heading on the road Saturday to face Vanderbilt in Nashville, returning to the site where LSU's 2019 offense put up the most it did all season long in a 66-38 win uh, over the Commodores last year. And Sonny, it's a 6.30 Central Time game Saturday night. LSU's looking to bounce back from a tough loss in that season opener to Mississippi State. And Vanderbilt the same way. They were they lost 17-12 to 12 in College Station to Texas A&M, an encouraging uh, performance, I guess you could say, at least defensively for the Commodores. But I think most people are looking for LSU to at least return to form offensively this week, settle down a little bit, and certainly defensively, there, there's got to be a little bit of a chip on their shoulder heading into this game. Yeah, I'm with you. And, I, and uh, you know, the million-dollar question this uh, right now is, would LSU fans rather see the offense roll up 66 points if it gave up – if it meant giving up 30, uh, 38, <laughs> you know, after last week's uh, debacle on the defensive side of the ball? But, you know, I think Liam Shanahan said it perfectly. He said, we got punched in the mouth last week. Now let's see how we respond. Uh, you know, in a per- ideally, you would have liked to have seen them – they got punched in the mouth in the first half. You'd have liked to have seen them respond in the second half, which, uh, you know, I think the offense did, the defense didn't. But this is a uh, – you know, I think that this is a – a reporter asked Shanahan and said, is this a circle the wagons moment? And he never really said that it was, but everything that he did say led to it was. And I absolutely think for this season right here, this is one. Of, this is a uh, a circle the wagon moment, kind of like you saw uh, in Ed Orgeron's first full year after the loss to Troy. Yeah, and luckily they're facing Vanderbilt, I guess you could say, instead of Florida in that one. Uh, and LSU, look, went on the road and got a much needed win to again circle the wa- wagons, and that's when things kind of started trending up for LSU outside of you know the seven overtime loss in in College Station, and they did lose to Alabama that year, but. That's where things started trending back up. Will that will this be the, that type of game where they start to build that momentum? Offensively, you'd like to see them put together a really clean game. You want to see Miles Brennan get rid of the ball quickly. I think Terrace Marshall, when he was talking with us uh, on Tuesday, said it best. I mean, he said, I mean, I, I wasn't surprised it was sloppy. I wasn't surprised it wasn't perfect. And for me um, – you know, I, I guess looking back, and Shay kind of Shay Dixon, our colleague on Go Twenty Four Seven, said it best. I think a lot of people, you just expected a lot of these guys that have been around a while, like Miles Brennan and Terrace Marshall and Racy McMath and uh, Chris Curry and Ty Davis Price, and then some of the offensive linemen that have played a lot to mesh just perfectly with the newcomers, like Eric Gilbert and Keishawn Butte and some of the others, and things to not necessarily be what they were in 2019, but to uh, at least be, you know, potent and to be impressive. Now, Miles Brennan still threw for 345-something yards. It's the running game I want to see take a step forward this week. 
along with Miles Brennan, getting rid of the ball quicker. Yeah, I, I think you, I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, you know, and, and from going and looking at it, in the first uh, in the first half against State, they had a two to one pass to run ratio. Uh, you can't, you know, this team when you have this many new pieces and this many new faces, you can't you can't do that, especially when you've got even though he is a fourth year junior, you can't expect someone making their first career start playing their first meaningful football since they were a senior in high school. You can't put all of that on their shoulders. Um, I don't think LSU did a good job at all of establishing a run in the first half. Now, the second half was a different situation. The second half, prior to the last drive to where it was just, you know, pass, 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 they had uh, they ran the ball 20 times, and they threw the ball around 17 or 18 times. So you had a much better ratio there. That's the ratio that Ed Orgeron said he wants. He wants that 50 he felt like that they that they that that that's what they had last year when you take out all of the uh you know when you take out all of the runs when they were up by so many late in games and stuff they really felt like they had that that balance that they wanted in last year's offense and and they got that in the second half and coincidentally miles brennan settled down in the second half he had a much better second half than he did the first half the running game got going a little bit better and so, you know, I think that that is an absolute key against Vanderbilt is they've got to have a, more of a semblance of balance. The offensive line has to play better, and it's going to face a it's going to face a tough task against Vanderbilt's front seven. Their defensive line uh, was, you know, one of if not the highest ranked in the country uh, last week for their play against Texas A and M. Uh, with pro football focus, they get a big piece back on on defense and middle linebacker Dimitri Moore. He's six three, two forty. Uh, you know, if he's not their their number one NFL prospect, he's their number two NFL prospect at this point of the game. And so, those are big pieces that they that they have coming back. So, running the ball, I don't think is going to be a uh, you know is going to be an easy task. You know, fortunately, the Vanderbilt secondary, even though uh, even though it, it relatively kept Kellen Mond in check by uh, by allowing him, I, I want to say he threw for like 189 yards, if I'm not mistaken. So they did a good job uh, of keeping him in check. But the defense, the defense gave up a uh, you know the secondary gave up some some big chunk plays. And so I, I think LSU is going to have an opportunity to attack that secondary, but you can't you, – you have to do that by not forcing second and seven, second and eight, third and seven, third and eight. Uh, because LSU really struggled on, on third down last week, particularly in that first half when they were, uh, when they were one, one of six. Yeah, and so I think for Vanderbilt, you know, I think Ken Seals was – and like you said, there's a lot of checkdowns with him uh, in his first start as a true freshman uh, coming out of the state of Texas and going 20 of 29. But, uh, I mean, he's got to clean up some things for them as well. And I think one thing that'll be interesting to see is Vanderbilt like to roll him out a good deal and kind of get him outside of the pocket. And so a lot of these LSU edge rushers as, as well are going to have to, you know, have contain and not let him get out of the pocket because – he can throw on the run. That's something that, you know, in terms of his skill set, he can do and does well, and that's why they're, they're deploying it. And, uh, you know, I think with Vanderbilt, this is an opportunity for LSU, 
I think to start building some confidence and, and you don't want to, you know, come into this one. I don't think they will after last week, but you don't want to come into this one just saying, Oh, it's Vanderbilt. We're going to be fine. But you really want to make a statement. I think this week, and I think it, it falls on the leadership of the team. It falls on Damone Clark and Chris Curry and Jacoby Stevens and miles Brennan and Terrace Marshall and some of these other guys to really, I think, pull this team together. It, it's uh it's going to be, I, I think this 2020 season as a whole in the SEC might not be the prettiest it's ever been, but gosh, if, if there's ever a time for LSU to make a statement in the season, I mean, it, it needs to be this week or else, uh, you know, this thing's going to be uh, up and down for most of the way. It has to be, it has to be this week. And Ed Orgeron stated uh, at his Monday press conference that got to have more intensity, got to have more emotion got to have more energy, got to have more fire. You know, when you look at – when when you take those four adjectives right there and you think about last week, you didn't really see any of it. You didn't really see any of it in the first half. In the first half, you saw – to me, you saw a situation to where LSU was just expecting at some point to just start rolling over Mississippi State and then for Mississippi State to roll over and just die, basically. And you never saw that. And I think they were so used to that last year that that's what they were waiting on. And then when it never happened, then it was like, oh, crap, what are we going to do now? And, you know, you saw a little bit more, as uh, you know, in the second half. But I think by that point, uh, you know, Mississippi State had already punched LSU in the mouth. <laughs> LSU did not respond to that. And then it went from getting punched just to getting stomped on. You know, especially midway, you know, midway from the third, late in the third quarter to midway in the fourth quarter. You know, Mississippi State just hit so many big plays. And, uh, you know, fortunately, fortunately, LSU gets Derek Stingley back this week. That, I mean, that is huge within itself. And, um, you know, you have Darren Evans and you have Jay Ward, you have Cordell Flott, you have three guys who didn't play very well last week. They can go back, they can look at the film, they can address their technique issues. And, um, you know, I I think the secondary will play a lot better than it did this week. And I guess, you know, another question is, you know, will Bo Pelini mix things up a little bit more? Um, you know, that was a major complaint, a major gripe last week was that he never switched up. He never switched up to zone, never did anything to make life a little bit, a little bit easier on the secondary. And, uh, you know, so that's something else that you're looking for this week is to see, you know, not only how the players grew from last week, but how have the coaches grown from last week? How has Steve Insminger grown in the, uh, you know, in the aspect of, finding a way to establish the run game and then Bo Pelini with uh you know with with doing some different things on defense because while it was nice to see some blitzes it was nice to see some you know some some different looks in the uh in the in the front six I guess you could say since they played so much nickel and dime you just didn't see any you didn't see anything you know there was no ingenuity there was nothing creatively done to try to hide deficiencies that were pretty obvious uh, after the first 30 minutes of football with that secondary. Yeah, I think this was a real gut check time for, for everybody involved with the program. And, and not just because I think it was more of the how Mississippi State was able to beat LSU rather than 
just the result of Mississippi State beating LSU. And I think we all just kind of obviously underestimated Mike Leach and KJ Costello and what they were going to be able to do against LSU. But there just never seemed to be any swagger. There never seemed to be any punch back. And I think that went from top to bottom. So I'm, I'm sure there was a lot of soul searching from, from you know, the end of that game uh, to now. But uh, let, let's kind of look ahead here to, to Vanderbilt. And Sonny, who do you think has to really step up the most? Who's your kind of X factor in this one as far as, uh, I guess, who needs to set the tone immediately? Um, well, I, I think Derek Stingley has to set the tone and by setting the tone, I mean, he has to, he has to go heat for me. He has to go out there and he has to just take away his side of the field, take away his side of the field. Granted that is going to put a lot on, uh, on Elias Rick on Eli Ricks and, and Cordell Flott and those guys. But Vanderbilt's got a big six foot four, 217 pound receiver, Amir Abdur Rahman. He was a guy LSU has to account for on the outside. He caught five balls for 72 yards, had a seven-yard scoring pass last week. And he is uh, he, he's like a little bit taller version of a Racy McMath. You know, when you look at him, you just I, – I see a lot of Racy, Racy McMath right there. And so Stingley, you know, Stingley has to be that guy that when they – if they do test him, when they do go to his side of the field, that he, he just locks it down. And that takes away that takes away a lot of real estate right there. Um, you know, up front, I think LSU LSU has to do a better job than Texas A and M did at, uh, at at putting some pressure on Ken Seals. Uh, he's a true freshman. He's a youngster. He threw some balls up for grabs last year, uh, last week. Two of them got picked off. I think another another couple could have easily been intercepted. They were just misplayed. So uh, you know they they have to uh, they they can't let him sit back there and get comfortable. Then they have to stop the run. You know Vanderbilt is going to go to the run game. They're going to um, you know uh, their two big backs, Javian Marlowe and Jamari Wakefield. Uh, they each toted the ball about 16, uh, rock about 16, 15, 16 times last week. Um, and, and so, you know, you, you, that touches on all three components of the defense. But as far as my X factor, I just think Derek Stingley has to just eliminate, you know, the real estate that he's going to be on and then let the other 10 guys, uh, you know, play the rest of the field. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I would love to see somebody like Chris Curry or one of these running backs step up and and have a big game and establish themselves as maybe, you know, the hot hand to look for uh, going forward against the Missouri and then and then go from there. Uh, because I, I feel like the the run game was probably, especially after how talked up it was by Ed Ogeron and fall camp and, and during, you know, as we got closer to the regular season starting, their performance was just kind of underwhelming overall. And so I, I look for Chris Curry to step up and have a big game uh, in this one. And uh, he, you know, he wears number 18 for a reason. And I think have, him having a strong game would be, would be important for this offense going forward and would help Miles Brennan settle down as well. And hopefully they you know, commit to the run a little bit more. I know LSU's spread offense, you know, wants to air it out, but you know, as we saw last year with Clyde Edwards later and not to compare it at all, but, when the run game's working, that the offense really goes. And Joe Burrow said it uh, last year multiple times that when Clyde was going, that's when the offense was going. They need Chris Curry to have a big game for LSU this week uh, at Vanderbilt. Now, Sonny, let's wrap up with this. On to the picks. Uh, how do you feel this one goes uh, as uh, LSU looks to bounce back and move to one and one 
I think the defense. I think the defense plays well. Uh, I, I think they, I think they uh, hold Vanderbilt to right around what they scored last week, uh, which was twelve points. I think the LSU offense comes out. I think it. You know, I I don't think it is going to all of a sudden just turn into a well-oiled machine. But I do think that they are going to move the ball more this week than they did last week. I'm with you. I think the run game is going to come alive. That is going to uh, to make things a little bit easier for Miles Brennan and also for everyone who's going to be catching his passes. So uh, I'm going 34-13. Uh, you know, LSU scoring uh, four touchdowns, two on the ground, two through the air, a couple of Cade York field goals. And, um, you know, they they cover that. Uh, what's the spread? I think the spread is like 20, 20 and a half or so. Yep, 20 and a half at last night. 20 and a half. Yeah, so I'm I'm somewhere in that 34, 37, 13 realm. Yeah, I, I think the offense scores a little bit more than that. I mean, they did uh, – I mean, you know, they did have a, the help from Jabril Cox on an interception return for a touchdown last week against against Mississippi State, so they really only put up uh, 20, uh, 28, I think. Um, but, you know, I, I, I could see them going and hitting that, that 38, uh, 41 – type of type of number and then uh Vanderbilt I, I could still see them putting up you know probably 20 points so uh you're right on the edge of covering the spread in a weird way with Vanderbilt but maybe just some junk you know last minute touchdown uh gets gets the spread covered for Vanderbilt potentially but yeah I think LSU rolls I, I'll, I'll I'll say 41 41 20 I'll, I'll go 41 20 so just barely covering that that spread as well but um you know I I think Ed Ogeron does such a really good job of circling the wagons for the most part. You know, even when things go really, really badly, I think you look at that Ole Miss game last year when when they gave up so many yards rushing, they circled the wagons, the defense played well down the stretch. Um, you know, the offense, they didn't really have to circle the wagons much at all, but uh, they circled the wagons at Alabama when Bama made it a one-score game and, and they shut the door on them. And then you looked at look back, you know, you mentioned after that Troy loss against Florida, um, and doing that. So this is one of those moments where I think this year can go either way. If they come out and play poorly, this team might, you know, lose some confidence even more and, and things could go, go, you know, wrong. But I, I think they circle the wagons. I, I don't, Ed Ogeron hasn't given us any, you know, reason to really doubt his ability to do that. So I, I like the Tigers to win this weekend and, and get back on the right track as well. Well, I'll tell you what, it's going to certainly make for a much better mood than uh, than we experienced on the boards last Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> yeah, that is uh, – gosh, that's probably the first melt that we've had in quite some time. Like a year and a half, man. Probably going back to uh, – probably going back to signing day of uh, of 2019. Because, I mean, be, hell, they hadn't lost – Was that certain? Was that yeah. – or was that – no, no, no. That Sop, was like uh, Sopshire. Yeah, yeah. Sopshire, and yeah, yeah. Because hell, they hadn't lost. They hadn't lost the game on the field since uh, the A and M game in 2018. Yep. Yep. So they went, you know. So no, you had November 18 all the way to, um, you know, all the way to late September of 2020. Yeah, well, they, Jermaine, they Jermaine reason to complain about a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Jermaine Burton and and Rakim Jarrett were were kind of were, were kind of tough, but they also. You know, they didn't take that one as bad since they were receivers for the most part. But, yeah, the board, here's to a, a little bit more positive experiences coming weekend. And yeah, here's we'll, cheers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll be, we'll be there for it. We'll be, uh, we'll be watching and we'll be on the boards with you guys, uh, uh, hopefully, uh, 
in a more positive uh, in a positive environment for us across the board. Yeah, just uh, make sure you uh, you know make make sure that you enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it value a win. They're tough, especially yeah. in 2020. This is going to be a weird yeah. year, uh, and there are tons of teams that you know uh, get impacted by COVID with position groups or what have you, and they can still eke out wins or whatever. And you know you got to value the wins that you can get this year. I mean, it, it's a it's a weird one. So uh, leave we'll the see. it's just Vanderbilt talk for your for your party at your house. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So with that, guys, we're going to close out this edition of the pod. Thanks for listening. Appreciate all you guys subscribing and uh, reviewing and rating our podcast as well. We'll catch you next week uh, on the pod as uh, LSU will look to move to one and one in this uh, ten game SEC season and bounce back. Uh, with a win over Vanderbilt at 6.30 Central Saturday night. So keep it locked on Go247.com for all your coverage of that, and we'll catch you next time.